0: That is the oh, sound of the classic Arizona with lemon iced tea. Uh, I am Jesse from the internet. This is Willett's Pod. I am sad because uh, it's Thursday afternoon. Last night was game four of the WNBA finals. I was there screaming my head off until the very end. Liberty lost to Las Vegas Aces, who... In any other situation, I would like very much. Becky Hammond is wonderful. Loved watching her play for the Liberty. Um, Asia Wilson deserving finals MVP. Wish that it hadn't been a whole grudge thing where like her being finals MVP somehow like invalidated Brianna Stewart and her MVP season or something or whatever the hell. But, um, narrative.
1: narrative. I'm sorry. <laughs> um you did get such a cute picture with Ellie the elephant though yeah that is
2: that is a fantastic picture
0: uh thank you i will uh i will post that and also thanks to uh my seat neighbor who was wonderful all season um that is all great so i'm jesse from the internet i am sad um Addie from the internet uh how are you today are you sad
1: um. Honestly, I'm in a really great mood. I'm excited oh. as shit for this race this weekend. I am um going to be able to be there for part of it. I'm going to see the F1 cars in person for the first time in my life. I'm going to freak out and cry. I, I literally <laughs> told Jesse and Brett this already. I was like, I'm not going to talk about it on the pod because I don't want people to know where I am. And the minute, like as we tick ever closer, I'm like... It's all I can think about. It's all I can talk about. We get to see the F1 Academy, the women's series. We get to see um, some other like sports car races. I'm only going to be there for a Saturday, which is weird, but it's it's going to be like the sprint race. So I get a, a, all sorts of exciting racing and I'm like on top of the world. I'm so excited to see these cars live. I feel like I'm going to start to cry.
0: That is a better way to cry, and uh, I love this for you.
1: <laughs> Still crying, crying a hundred percent across the board.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, love it though. Uh, Britt is here from the internet as well. Britt, how are you?
1: I'm
2: good. I'm good. I will. I will segue. I will take that as an opportunity to segue into the story I was going to tell you, uh, which is that I'm good, but I did get woken up at 3:20 this morning. Uh, by a strange man screaming at me on my phone. Um, dispatches from California. Wasn't Daniel Ricardo. It was not Daniel Ricardo, I wish. Um, so we, they'd been warning us all week, I think probably prior to that, but definitely the past couple of days, that they were going to do a test of the earthquake alert system today. I'm like, okay, fine. It was supposed to be at like 10.15 this morning. Okay, fine. Well, so then yesterday, 9.30 mm-hmm. in the morning, there's an actual earthquake, so my phone starts screaming at me that, and I and I grab it reflexively, thinking it must be the the test, and just like turn off the alert. And as I turn off the alert, I'm like, oh no shit! The like the ground is moving. So we had we had a little adventure. That was fun. Um, not just enough to be annoying, not enough to like even knock anything over. Like just enough to be like, oh, this is disorienting and weird, which is kind of the usual. So that was funny. Like, oh, like the day after the anniversary of the Loma Prieta quake and the day before we're supposed to have this alert, we have an actual earthquake. How funny. And so then this morning at 3.15 in the morning, my phone is screaming at me. And I'm like, what the fuck now? Um, thinking oh, there's an aftershock somewhere or something. Like that earthquake wasn't big enough for them to like really be meaningful aftershocks. Um, no, whoever set up, The earthquake alert uh, didn't set the time zone, so it went off at 1015 UTC rather than 1015 Pacific time. And I love this, not because I enjoy being woken up by my phone screaming at me at 315 in the morning, um, but because I will never make a mistake at my job that is that bad. (laughs) <laughs> there is nothing like i i panic con- frequently like i post stuff online for my firm and have to send out mass emails to our clients and all that kind of stuff and every time i do it i am mildly petrified do you have to use mailchimp leave. we i don't but we, basically we use marketo and click dimensions but it's
1: MailChimp. all MailChimp is like so scary to me. Like anytime oh, but, I've ever had to send a MailChimp email, I've I used, feel like I'm going to have a heart attack. I've used MailChimp.
2: I've used Constant Contact because I've, I've been doing basically this for a long time. I've used most of them. They're all terrifying in their own way. Every time I go to send it, I have a mild panic attack about like, was this the wrong list? Is something formatted wrong? Is the link broken even though I tested it 15 times? Is there a typo that I didn't catch, even though I looked at it 15 times and sent it to somebody else to proofread? Like, that is my life. It's just being mildly panicked that I'm going to do that wrong. I will never wake millions of people up at 3.15 in the morning. There is nothing I can do in my job that will be that bad. And I just appreciate that
1: sort of reality check. (laughs) Do you guys remember that time that we got the alert that a missile was headed for Hawaii? Yes! Oh my god! <laughs> the like 10 minutes where we all thought the world was where ending. Where we all thought the world was ending? I mean, it I... It wasn't even meeting, that long, but... I was on a train to go see Phantom Thread without service, like underground, and I had absolutely no idea that it happened. I came out like walking to the theater to see Phantom Thread in 70mm film and looked at my phone and was like, what the fuck? fuck did I miss <laughs> right because so it was a, a person, very quick narrative the <laughs> person who woke you up at 315 still can reality check themselves with that the true who accidentally That's sent the missile alert
2: right they did not make anyone briefly think that they were going to die it's important because at least the alert does immediately yell like this is a test no action is needed or something to that effect So, like, there's not even, like, a, oh, you have to look at your phone and know that it's a test. Like, it screams at you that it's a test, which is a little counterintuitive, but.
0: I used to get so scared just when there was a test of the emergency broadcast system as a kid, and that would come on TV.
1: I hated that as a kid. I hated, um, I hated the Amber Alert System because oh a as a child it reminded me that I could be kidnapped at any time, <laughs> and I used to in a, in a sign that like really de- has determined my the rest of my sleeping life. I used to fall asleep listening to Coast to Coast AM. The amazing <laughs> when I, when I was like literally like thirteen years old, twelve years old, I would fall asleep to Coast to Coast AM. Which honestly, when I think about it. For more than three seconds, I'm like, that explains absolutely everything about how I became the person I am today. <laughs> but one time I fell asleep to coast to coast AM and an Amber Alert went off and it woke me up in the middle oh of the my night. God. I was like 12 years old. It woke me up and I don't think I ever went back to sleep. I, I was so terrified. It was so scary. It came out over the radio. Horrible. Oh my God. So the, Addie,
2: that makes you- Think of another thing though that i saw something recently of like examples of the different like emergency alert earthquake alert like sounds in different countries um i'll have to look it up and find it because it's extremely funny because some of them are like just so aggressively played that i'm like i would never wake up like i would ignore oh, wow. that 100 and then some of them are like i would be permanently traumatized because that was <laughs> just like a voice for from hell directly screaming at me like it is such a hysterical range and i can't remember i want to think it was australia is the one that straight up sounds like demonic possession like it's just like like just a dude screaming in this awful like would would genuinely traumatize me if that happened like when i wasn't expecting it (laughs) meanwhile the japanese one is like beep there is an earthquake it's like it's like i would sleep through that 1000%. 1, 1000%. 1,
0: See, this is what we need to spice up F1 is just at some point during the race, the team radio will be interrupted by whatever that country's emergency alerts And then the drivers have to figure out how to deal with that and react for just a second.
1: That would be oh god. Jesse, were you going to ask me what Coast to Coast AM is? I was. Okay, I could see it in your face. And I simply (laughs) have to discuss this. So Coast to Coast AM, I'm like going to Google it because, again, I was like a sleeping 12-year-old and I'm not going to get the facts right. Um, So Coast to Coast AM was a late night talk radio show that I stumbled upon by accident, like listening. I had um, an iHome that charged my iPod. And and it had radio on it. And I discovered, just playing around with it, I discovered the show, Coast to Coast AM. Um, I don't remember what station it was on. Um, It aired seven nights a week, or I guess it's still airing. It's seven nights a week from 1 AM to 5 AM. So that's 11 PM to 3 AM in Mountain Time, where I grew up. And so it would be really, like, I would be up past my bedtime it is a show that is primarily about paranormal incidents and conspiracy <laughs> theories. And it is, like, people calling in. I remember really vividly people calling in with their predictions for the upcoming year. Like, people being like, I'm a psychic, and I've seen that, like, that like the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl in 2004. And then the host, this iconic, iconic host, um, Art Bell would and then eventually oh, yeah. it was George Nori who's the current host. Um they would read the the predictions from the year before in between the predictions of people calling in and they would just be like didn't come true. Incorrect. Not but but <laughs> that which was always funny but they were really into it. Like they they really took it was like such a You know, there was a lot of alien talk, a lot of ghost talk. They would have kind of like themed evenings, um, a lot of paranormal stuff. And now I'm writing a book about baseball and magic. And I think I'm realizing where this all began.
2: Yeah, I am seeing the through line there. Also, just to briefly backtrack, my phone just went off because they sent the uh, test alert again. (laughs) No! And this is at the time it was supposed to go originally Yay, just, way, way
0: this, to go guys
2: Good job, everyone. all right <laughs>
0: bell's name was familiar to me um and and i went to his wikipedia page and i can't really tell why other than having heard of him in sort of that paranormal sphere but i just want to go go over the categories here on his wikipedia page uh this is for a man who was born in 1945 um Early life, broadcasting career, retirements and comebacks, events of 2006, events of 2008,
2: mm. events
0: of 2009, events of 2010 to 15, death, amateur radio, honors, marriages, books, other works, notes and references. I am going to dive into this wow. page later
2: on. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, can't, I can't wait. I have to go read that later because that is. I've,
0: I'm not familiar with events of year as like somebody's Wikipedia. It, no. no.
2: It, money. I was going to say it feels ominous. I'm Here's what I will lie. say. I'm
1: scrolling through them now, and there's a bit of controversy. There's an immigration controversy, but I'm going to say, without even completely reading this, that it was not his fault, and um, that a lot of them are like him returning to the show, leaving the show, starting a new show. Um, but it is a bit a bit ominous um something amazing I just need to you know what I'm actually not even going to open that can of worms he's he died in Pahrump Nevada which is a place I've been because once a dead man won an election there um and that's a story for another time
2: that's just once a dead man won an election is right up there with uh AI powered drone tasers in terms of like phrases I don't know how to feel about
0: I feel like Dead Man won an election. There is a dot on the map in several Western states. And it does feel very,
2: it
1: feels very Nevada somehow. As a Utah, you're fucking right. It is. That is absolutely the vibe of like the Southwest, New Mexico. You know, oh, I love it. So, so good. I cannot wait to be in Austin, you guys. I can't wait to, like... You know, okay, so, sorry. I just need to talk about something. We need to talk about Ferrari releasing an American football jersey as their Austin merch, which my boyfriend and I were laughing about this morning because it's so clear that all of these European drivers and teams... Think of Austin as sort of like the most, um, you know, it's the U.S. Grand Prix. It's like the most American race. <laughs> and they're obviously going, okay, what's the most American thing we can think of? American football. They go, okay, U.S. Grand Prix, American football. And we were laughing this morning because there are three races in the U.S. And this is the race only one without- where there <laughs> is not a local NFL team. And in fact, the Miami Grand Prix is at the home of the Miami Dolphins, <laughs> well, and and
2: somebody did like very dolphin sea jerseys or something last year. I think
1: I feel like I've seen them, and I feel like they were kind of almost dolphin uh. dolphins themed baseball jerseys. They were almost Marlinsy. Yeah, it was
2: a weird. There was a it, it was a weird. There. Like, oh, you don't okay. you don't do this. Okay, like. <laughs>
0: I want to say I remember Yuki wearing something Dolphins-y.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I, I, think they, I think they may have sent Yuki and Pierre, like, to a Marlins game in the Dolphins-y. There was a very weird, like, you don't know what sport this is scenario happening.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's exactly the vibe of these football jerseys. They, they're they really, they're cool looking. I love them. But we were like, it's so funny it's so funny that the, these are, these people are making this association in this town.
2: <laughs> it is extra funny, but I also I just love the like aggressive leaning in to the whole like hurka of it. Oh like 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 Danny is just like a walking spaghetti western. Like, just yes. he's he's so into the like texas cowboy like cliche um, and then you've got the haas livery that it's just like a screaming bald eagle
1: um, oh my
2: god and i just look here's i i'm desperately hoping that logan has uh this a, is the like time special helmet for this weekend and i am Desperately hoping, hoping that it is is—it is Effectively the what the fuck Is a kilometer graphic like that's basically What I want it Please. to be I want it to be like An American flag and a bald eagle on fire And like a tank or something like Just as as ridiculous As possible
0: I'm here for that I really Hope I, I hope that he finishes
1: the race. I, I was gonna say that, Right oh my god that's it Honestly <laughs> Yeah, the expectations are low.
2: I just, I want him to, to finish and not otherwise, like, totally humiliate himself.
1: I want him to have the weekend of his damn life. And by that, I mean, come in 10th in the sprint race.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Right.
1: Um, so I, I will say, I just saw an amazing Logan Sargent burn that I missed during Qatar. Um, So when he retired the car, he was like too sick and he retires the car. He was all nauseous. Which, by the way, he himself says he doesn't drink water while he drives. So not to victim blame. What the fuck? Um,
2: See, okay, but this is a perfect example of why these idiots have to be saved from themselves sometimes.
1: 100%. And I'm just like, sorry... (laughs) Like I feel like there's just like there's like one easy trick that he could use to suck less. It's like drink water. Like I, d- I don't. Right. Anyway, um. So I I missed it when it happened in real time, but I saw it again on Instagram earlier this week. When he retired the car, he's over the radio and he goes, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I have to retire the car. I don't feel well." And I think it's Martin fucking Brundle. It's one of the Sky Sports announcers goes, well, at least the car will be retired in one piece this week. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. Mm.
2: That's one of those where, like, you get, it's such a burn, but you can't even get mad at it because it's like... Just it's a statement of fact. It's not even like an <laughs>
1: Absolutely, insult. like the truth is its own defense. So,
2: like, what do you even do?
1: And just to, I mean, look, just to like show some compassion for Logan, I'll say that as part of my prep for the race this weekend, this morning I played Circuit of the Americas on the Formula One game that my boyfriend has on his Xbox. I mean, I have played a grand total of like two times before, um, and. Let's just say using a video game controller is not one of my great skills. I crashed on the first turn, so <laughs> <laughs> so Logan, please do. Uh... All you have to do is better than me. Oh,
0: make God. it through two turns. You can do it. Yeah,
1: there you go. Absolutely. I also learned that the fastest lap record for circuit of the americas is our absolute sweet son charles leclerc really yes 2019 a 136 i didn't know that because i feel like he hasn't historically actually done that well there apparently he did really well on one lap at least
2: well you know what i love that for him
1: um, should we make some predictions? Do we think I'm, Logan I'm, can finish? Where, where are
0: our heads? Before we make a prediction, I, I have an important Charles Charles question. Um, do we think that the glasses that he was looking absolutely adorable in at the Ferrari Gala, do we think that he's actually like... Addie, I know I see you're wearing the box, box, box hat. That's Yes, cool. I'm wearing my box, box, box hat. Um, is Charles wearing prescription glasses or and then like contacts when he races or were those fashion glasses
1: i've seen other imagery of charles in glasses i have seen him on dreams in much less fashionable glasses (laughs) which makes me believe that he does legitimately need glasses and generally wears contacts and really knocked it out of the park with a fashion prescription pair for the ferrari gala
2: yeah i feel like i have seen pictures of him like it not not in like a fashion way just like existing and i will say much more normal glasses that are still probably yeah. more than i make in a month because it's him but
1: i will say there are some there there are some like Video of him like at home with his family during Monaco, where he does seem like kind of such a normie. Like I'm like, yeah, you, you got those glasses from I Buy Direct, and your mom cuts your hair. Like, <laughs> the funny thing is
2: that he it, he really does like waffle to extremes that way. Yes, like, hundred percent. He's so sweet just, and kind of dorky sometimes.
0: Just imagining the Monaco lens crafters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the the lunch crafters next
2: to the sunglass
1: hut. <laughs> Stop. Oh my god. No, but really, it, he does like. It, it is sort of the like. Um, any of the like. Footage of him in Monaco—he straddles those two ends at the same time. Where he like, you go from a shot of like his mother cutting his hair in her in her like very modest salon to him like literally getting into a Ferrari and like zipping down like Monégasque streets. (laughs) When
2: I think about it, that's probably very representative because like he didn't grow up with like a ton of money or anything. He had medium
1: money, it seems like. Yeah, like fairly fairly normy. But also Carlos it, had monaco big. Carlos had big money. Oh Carlos, yeah,
2: Carlos has money Carlos's family has money money because his dad was a very successful yeah. driver. I, mean, I
0: think for sure, for I think it's it's not dissimilar um, entirely to like my own experience of growing up. like I grew up in Brooklyn, yeah. Heights. Uh my mom was a teacher, my dad was like in education and then PR, like they were people who had jobs, but I went to school with like kids of OJ's lawyers. Um right. Zach I think Hilton
2: that's a fascinating. A role, yeah. Right? Yeah. I I think that's a very good sort of comparison where like your sort of at home life is really normal, but you're also surrounded by this much weirder, <laughs> very different sort of demographic it was funny cuz that was sort of similar to when i went away to college um you know i grew up in a very middle class family in an upper middle class suburb and you know it's fairly again fairly normy i think um and i went away to a good school and like that was all fairly normy but you forget when you go away to a school that's like a seventh one of the seven sisters or an ivy or something like that that you are suddenly surrounded by a very different demographic that you are used to at your like well-regarded public high
1: school I went to NYU so I can't relate to that at all
2: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I just remember like I in my class at Holyoke I had like children of like senators and federal court judges and like there was a NASCAR driver's daughter in my class who I never knew and I can't remember who her father was I just remember during move in our freshman year. It was like a whole thing because there was like a whole entourage there helping her move
1: in. That's incredible. That's so it's it's like It's so weird. It's so um I mean, I'm just so, like, uh, so I've been watching some Drive to Survive. I haven't finished Drive to Survive because the episode when um, that F2 driver dies at Spa was, like, so heartbreaking to me. And I was so unprepared for it that I literally stopped watching, even as I've completely fallen in love with the sport and followed it in its, like, present time very closely. But since I'm going to the race, my little sister has been texting me being like, I'm almost in a Drive to Survive. Live, laugh, love. So, I've been rewatching, and it really um, is amazing to sort of like hear them talk about their lives and mm-hmm. how many um, like days out of the year they're in hotels. I think Toto says that he spent 260 nights in hotels, um, which is an insane what? number. Insane. And so, then there's this crazy scene where. Um, Charles is driving Carlos around Monaco before the Monaco Grand Prix that he was on pole for, and then the gearbox failed. Oh my god, remember this shows you twice. They do it in back to back episodes. They like, I was like, thank god, it's like over with. I don't have to watch this. Like, I've been dreading it. I know it's coming. I don't want to see it. And then they do it again More extended in the next episode Anyway I'm literally complaining about Drive to Survive episodes from like years ago I'm gonna let it go They really lean into that though They really lean in it was so heartbreaking (laughs) Um, But Carlos is being driven By Charles around Monaco And Charles is talking about how weird it is To race there Because he's sleeping in his childhood bedroom And then he like has this Normal morning And then he races and I was like that blew my mind.
2: Right. He, like, has breakfast with his parents and then, like, goes and drives 200 miles an hour around, like, the streets where he rode his bike as a kid or whatever. Like...
0: I think... That must be hugely
2: disorienting.
0: You gotta take the page there from the NFL. Like, if you're in the Super Bowl, I, I know that this is only ever applied to, um... The Bucks, a couple years ago, like if you're in the Super Bowl and you're the home team, um, you you go to a fucking hotel and participate in the Super Bowl as if you are in right uh, Indianapolis instead. Um,
1: oh, I, that that makes so much sense. Yeah,
0: like I
1: yeah, like you're so out of the routine.
0: Yeah, I I can't believe, and, and I've I've not caught up on Drive to Survive, we will eventually um, get our own Netflix. Um, we had been using my mother-in-law's Netflix for so long oh. and then Netflix and then um, I was not going to pay for Netflix during the writer's strike and now I just uh, still have not. Um, I'll wait till the actor's strike is done. Yeah, exactly. Fuck them. Uh, fuck Netflix until then. And fuck they fuck Netflix, but
1: book. God fucking bless the Drive to Survive team. Yeah, they deserve Oscars they deserve yeah. every award you will love it Destiny
2: they do some spectacular work I
0: can't work. wait um, but like how is that like Formula 1 which is like the only thing that's a standard deviation beyond the NFL in terms of money and like competitiveness and sports science and all of the everything to get a fucking competitive advantage how is Ferrari saying this, Ross? Yeah, sure, go ahead, sleep. Because sleep it's home.
1: Ferrari. Because it's Ferrari. If this was Mercedes, <laughs> he's in a hotel. If this is Red Bull, he's in a hotel. Ferrari, they're like, yeah, no, stay with your mom. <laughs> I will say
2: I also think that probably there is another key difference in that Formula One isn't actually a team sport as much as there are teams. Like So true. So there's there's it's a little bit different in that there's not that like i want to be with the team and go through the same experience that the team is having and like sort of be all on the same page with that you know like if he's in a hotel it's not like he's going to workouts with his teammates or there's any sort of like routine that way like he's sitting by himself eating room service or whatever and then like going out to do whatever so i i mean i get that i think that there's probably a, a very valid point about like maintaining routine and whatever, but there's kind of no routine to an extent with the sport yeah. anyway, because you are in a different city every fucking time. And the tracks are completely different every time. And the schedule is different half the time, because sometimes you've got a sprint and sometimes you don't. And sometimes it's a night race and sometimes it isn't. So I do wonder like, if that part of it makes the routine aspect of it maybe not
1: as important. Dude, I, for my book research, have been reading a ton about home field advantage and kind of like what goes into it, what are the aspects of home field advantage. And you know, one of them is time zones, that even if you travel one time zone away from where your circadian rhythm is, it's gonna have an effect on you and it will like hurt your play. Um, so you have a home field advantage by being by by not having to travel mess up your circadian rhythm whatever it's that's part of where the home field advantage comes from and i it made me think about how formula one they never get that like even Charles maybe a little bit in Monaco, but like even then he's getting there after traveling around every single weekend. And then I saw a video the other day of one of the McLaren trainers talking about what a trip it's going to be to get them to adjust their bodies for the Vegas race. It's going to be the middle of the night on a time zone that they're already completely out of whack from. Even though they've been in, the, in North America for a while, they're like bopping around, or they will have been. Anyway, fascinating i was just like thinking about what a toll this takes on a person's body just the travel of it well and interestingly uh i watch
2: a lot of air disasters
1: oh my god incredible (laughs) brit fun fact uh right i
2: i i watch a lot of air, air disasters and river monsters i don't know why they're like if they are on i'm probably watching them um And it is, like, genuinely shocking how many of the cases on air disasters, like, fundamentally track back to they didn't get enough sleep, their sleep was disruptive because they were going between time zones. Oh, yeah. Like, I swear, it feels like it's, like, half of them. It's like, oh, Captain fucked up because he had gotten, you know, 20 hours of sleep in total in the previous week or whatever. Or, like... Does that not make you paranoid? It... It does a little bit, it does a little bit, but also like not at the same time. The good thing with air disasters is that a lot of the, the crashes that they talk about are like pretty old. And so like one of the things they talk about is like, Hey, this is now what we've done to like, make sure this doesn't happen again, where there's been, you know, changes, yeah, to, okay. pro- changes to procedures or there's been, you know, changes to the.
0: Let's unionized. I was unionized.
2: And change it, you know, like with the sleep disorder part of it, like changes to like duty limits and, and the scheduling Uh, requirements and stuff. Which
1: they probably won through their union. (laughs) I I would imagine so. Yes. Uh,
2: Either, either through their union or through the FAA realizing like, okay, we can't let them keep killing, killing people this way. Either way, uh, regulation and, uh, collective bargaining.
1: Um, Okay, so I wanted to double back to what you said, Jesse, about how F1 is kind of the only sport that like that's like one standard deviation further than the NFL. I have two comments about this. One being, I don't know if you guys have ever noticed what F1's bio is, but I think it's really funny. There, the literal F1 verified account on Instagram, the bio has, has made me laugh a few times. It says, our big game, question mark? We do it 23 times a year.
0: Damn!
1: Isn't that random? It says the full thing says our big game. We do it twenty three times a year. This is no ordinary sport. Next up, Austin, October twentieth to twenty second. See, I'm not gonna
2: lie. Uh, I don't love that because it's very, it's very hockey style. Like, please like my sport.
1: Like, don't. Right. It's very like. I find it so like. Who at the Formula One? social team, is like, right? yeah, let's make a direct reference to the NFL. Like, why not just say, like, the peak of motorsport. Next up, right. Austin. It's
2: it's weirdly
1: aggro. Like...
0: Is it... Is it always that?
1: It's or always it that. I've that? noticed okay. it multiple times over many months and been like, that's so random of them. Like, is this
2: their attempt to, like, acknowledge that they have a bunch of American... Fans now? I don't know. So 23 is a weird number.
1: But 23 is the number of races they have.
2: No, I know, but if you're I uh, yeah. What I don't
0: get is F1's Instagram isn't just going to America.
1: Exactly. Right.
0: And they even have- if you're like-
1: million followers on this account. Like, are they also
2: trying to weirdly drag, like, soccer fans, too? I don't know. Do soccer
1: fans call it the big game? (laughs) I don't know.
0: No. Like, the Champions League final would be, like, the Champions League final. Like, it's...
1: (gasps) You guys, I'm looking at I'm looking at um, who I follow, who also follows the F1 account on Instagram. You know who one of them is? Hmm. Drew Smith. I love that for you. Should I we love get that Drew Smith on the podcast to talk about Formula One?
0: Oh my God! We absolutely should.
1: Oh my God! Well, Traven, H- Trevor Hildenberger is a huge Formula One fan. He and is. They switch yeah. together, so Trevor. Yeah. Um, okay, so then the other thing I need to say about Formula One and the NFL, um, we've discussed this over text, but I feel like it's worth discussing with our voices. Yes. What is happening? Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes and Rory McIlroy and some guy from Liverpool and some other athletes, but headlined notably by NFL stars Kelsey and Mahomes, um, have flooded a huge amount of money into Alpine, the same team that Ryan Reynolds just bought like 24% of a couple months ago. So we have this like sudden influx. Uh, we're, we're approaching the singularity for this podcast, I guess. Right. So first of all, uh, Taylor Swift, please, I mean.
2: please, please. If Taylor Swift shows up at a Grand Prix, I will die. And I will immediately need, with the fire of a thousand suns, to know exactly where her allegiances lie. Um,
1: you know what? I think she went to the U.S. Grand Prix a few years ago. Because yeah, I that,
2: she probably did. There's, a, there's always a ton of kind of random celebs there.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. In 2016, she performed at a concert at the U.S. Grand Prix. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? She is they are both somehow too good for each other now.
2: Right. Um, so that's the first thing. My, the other thing that is fascinating about this to me is that we've also got the possibility, likelihood, I'm not really sure where that stands right now, of Andretti coming in in a couple of years, which you would think would be like this huge draw for American athletes to be like Hey cool we've got an American team now Andretti's a name that Americans Who don't know anything about Formula 1 Probably recognize I would think Um Like It maybe isn't that Where we should throw our, our You know put, put our our throw, the, throw our eggs into the basket so to speak So is this just Like Re- Ryan Reynolds Is just like kind of a weirdo and so he was like yeah fine Also he's Canadian um And so people are just like...
1: Hollywood money, which I consider American money. Yeah, I mean, that's that's true. Like, is this just like, cool, we'll all follow the
2: celebrity? Because, like, we all know each other. All the rich people know each other thing. It's fascinating to me. It's also fascinating to me in light of the fact that Alpine may slash will be changing all of its branding and stuff soon. Because it seems like from everything I've seen that they're probably gonna, that Audi is gonna end up being like, the headline brand when that happens.
1: Wait, I thought, I thought that Audi, I thought that Alfa Romeo was becoming Audi. Oh, shit, no, you're right. You're right, you're right. I just hey, think, I, okay, you it's more go t- back. Go, Jesse. You,
0: you, you mentioned Hollywood money being American money, and I think that Um, American racing money yeah that probably will go to entry there is so many different kinds of American money and I think that that is also like if you're F1 and you're going to be aggro um, you are pointing at American money because it is the last great pit for you to to mine from.
2: It really so, is. Right. Alpine is just such a fascinatingly weird choice.
1: It's so weird. Well, it just feels just like, so random. Exactly. It feels bizarrely random. It feels like they closed their eyes and they pointed at a wall that had all the teams on it and they pointed right. at one and it was Alpine. Like, a team that has been completely forgettable this year, a team that is identifiable primarily by being French. Like, so that's French. No. Like just ag- aggressively French. It's just the most French possible. And then the Ryan Reynolds thing makes sense. Like Ryan Reynolds is already investing in European sports. Like it doesn't, you know, it's not that one. Right. I was like, huh, but
2: okay. like Because Wrexham was it. similarly random.
1: Right, Rexham like, is random. He's raised its profile so much. He's raised it literally up through the league so much. Like, that kind of makes sense. Part two isn't makes Al- no sense.
0: Is an Alpine just that, but a race car? Like,
1: no, right, yeah. but, that's why it makes sense to, but that's why it makes sense to me for Ryan Reynolds, but it doesn't make sense to me for. Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, like, are these people Alpine fans? Like, what? Like, no, they, I don't know. They're one hundred percent not. They are Ryan
0: they, Reynolds fans.
2: They are Ryan Reynolds fans, and uh, putting on my finance hat for a moment, that kind of investment is. I hate that I'm going here, but that kind it's of so investment expensive. is really compelling in. The economy where it stands right now, because things like invest, you know, things that you would sort of consider like diversifiers or real assets, where it's investments in a concrete thing, whether it's real estate or, you know, in this case, a business with a lot of like actual assets and cl- and stuff, like not not a software company. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. This is a longstanding business with a relationship with these other entities that has a lot of physical capital in addition to sort of the brand and and the business element of it. So I can see a scenario where somebody's business, somebody has the same business manager or business managers that know each other, and that it sort of trickles down that way. It's like, hey, this is an interesting investment opportunity. Uh, probably could you know this is a good time to get into formula one it's getting really really popular popular in the states and it's expanding more you know in more races in the area and stuff so like this is kind of sort of the ground floor in a sense to get in and you know make sense you're not going to get a lot of money on equities right now because returns are down and fixed income is a little weird if you don't need the liquidity of being able to like pull your money right back out It's a good way to diversify your portfolio and it's kind of a cool fun thing you're an athlete you get to invest in another sport like from a branding perspective that's kind of interesting so i can make this sort of very um very very dispassionate business case for it
0: this is also part of a trend for this class of Investor, which is, is sort of a new class, the athlete with enough money to buy into ownership of stuff. I mean, Patrick Mahomes right. mm-hmm. already is a part owner of the Kansas City Royals. Um,
1: and he, I, is. and I think interesting. I think you're
0: seeing it. There's you know, there's room for investment in in this. You've, I think that you know, Michael Jordan still carries a lot of fucking. Heft in the world with athletes for sure and everybody has seen him by you
1: know i oh.
0: start a nascar team
1: that's right they're like uh, pretty formidable right
0: yeah they were in, they still have they have both drivers in the playoffs this year uh they're they're growing um yeah they're they're fucking good uh they're not championship level yet but it's like what year three or four for them and but, I think yeah. from,
2: a, from a financial perspective too You're also seeing I cannot believe I'm talking about this
1: um, no, financial- I'm actually loving it It's, so, it's going to be so funny if this podcast Becomes like financial advice For the richest people in the whole fucking world Right um, <laughs> But
2: financially it's also sort of representative Of the way that ownership stakes In sports franchises have shifted They're Very much sort of hedge fundy Lots of small mm-hmm. Ownership mm-hmm. shares now it's there's not a lot of Steinbrunners out there anymore. There's not a lot of Illiches out there anymore, where mm. you're mostly talking about, yeah, you've probably got some sort of majority owner. You're talking about MLB, you've got to have a control person who is sort of your figurehead, but also you've got much smaller ownership shares divvied up for uh, in m- sort of much smaller increments that lets you be like very rich, but like semi normal rich, like not not write a check for billions of dollars for a sports team rich and still get in on an ownership level. So like those investments are prop I mean they're a huge amount of money I'm sure, but they're amount of money that is accessible to a much different level of rich person than you have to be to be able to just buy a sports franchise.
1: You know, I'm just having a vision of you know, to your point earlier, Jesse. Clearly, there's sort of this. So now we have a Hollywood money team in Alpine. And I'm including sports, like big sports money and Hollywood money there. Um, sort a of like of money, pop culture whatever. figures. And then it will be fascinating, assuming Andretti gets approved. And then you have a pour of American motorsports money into Andretti. And then you have a very, very interesting Drive to Survive episode about two <laughs> American teams with two different kinds of American money, two, quote unquote, American teams. Obviously, Alpine, still French as shit, but that's part of what's funny about it being celeb Americans. Um And I'm also just realizing, I'm just realizing that this 100% means that Esteban Ocon is going to get to hang out with Taylor Swift.
2: Oh my God.
1: (laughs) Can you imagine that picture? I bet they're about the same height because they're both like tall, gangly. They're both sort of lanky. I want them
0: them to have friendship bracelets so bad. So bad. So bad. But the thing is...
1: I feel like Esteban would be like kind of, I feel like he would be starstruck by her and he would like just like do like a weird pose. Pierre Gasly would like hit on her in front of Travis Kelce. So hard.
2: (laughs) That's the funny thing about about Esteban, I think, is that he's such a normie compared to most of them.
1: He's such a normie. I think
2: he probably had like the most normal upbringing of any of them short of like Lewis Hamilton. And then he hasn't gotten famous to the level that Lewis has. So like he's just still very much like, kind of a normie. <laughs> such a little weirdo.
0: Lando would walk right by her.
1: Just and then he would be like, was like, no. that Clara Swift? I love that song, anti-hero. Right. Oscar oh Piastri would, like, know it was her, but, like, never approach.
2: <laughs> no. And no. when somebody introduced him, he would just be, like, very polite and, like, He'd be like probably my pull out... loves you. I would also. Pr- I could also see him pulling out like a like a semi semi deep cut as like oh I really like.
1: Whatever, oh my god, he's like I'm a huge fan of Wonderland from 1989.
2: Right, right. Like not one of the obvious ones. Like
1: I really like delicate. <laughs> he's like I love Call It What You Want. <laughs> right.
0: right, right. I know you have to get out of here, Addy. So let's uh picks and hot takes or, okay. or whatever we need to do.
1: Um, okay, so I'm going to go for the glasses. The glasses seem like such a good omen. Podium for Charles. Love That's it. my prediction. My hot take is, my hot take is, Logan scores points in the sprint race.
2: I hope you're right. I hope Me you're right. too, dude. That one's a prayer. That one's a prayer. <laughs> right, like, we're manifesting here. Um i don't know that i have like a hot take hot take but i will say i think i think oscar pulls another one out i think he's in a really he's on a hot streak i think he's love it
0: beautiful um, hope it happens i'm all in. uh i'm gonna go gonna go with my heart and to to close it out um you know, god bless america uh danny point i mean i'm sorry
2: I I love that. Honorary. Okay, so you know how Lewis Hamilton is like an honorary Brazilian or whatever like He is
0: a Brazilian citizen. Yes. Right. He, he has he, citizenship he, in Brazil. Right. He
2: got the citizenship <laughs> equivalent of like an honor- honorary doctorate. Um I feel like I know we don't really do that here, but I feel like spiritually Danny is an honorary American now.
1: An American. I actually had dinner with an Australian randomly last week. And I was like, I'm so glad that I have met an Australian because I've been wanting to ask you this question. I said, what do Australians think of Daniel Ricciardo? And she texted her brother. She was like, I haven't been there in so long. Like I'm going to text my brother. Um, And I was like, and I'm curious about what you guys think of Oscar Piastri, like me to the whole country of Australia. I'm like, you guys, what do you guys think? (laughs) Um, and um her brother texted back and was like yeah daniel ricardo's like one of few races he's from west australia like he's from like the western side like you know he's like he's a guy he's an australian and then like a whole phone length paragraph about how oscar piastri is the real fucking deal (laughs) and how he's like amazing and beloved and he is like off these amazing feats in the oh junior series that like no one can that like no one does um and i was like that is exactly what i hope i was like that confirms it a hundred percent like yeah you know daniel is our american driver oscar is the <laughs> australians and i stand with them right no, yeah I, this american
2: weekend that, that feels very valid so uh danny congratulations god bless america